This is the Anything Goes with Jackson Neal podcast. Welcome back. I'm your host, Jackson Neal, here with episode number 113. Today, talking with rapper Candy K about some of her latest music. But before we jump into that, I want to remind everyone that you can rate and subscribe to this podcast on all of your favorite platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, SoundCloud, all of those places you can find this podcast. So most recently, Candy released her single, Plenty, right towards the end of the summer, and a little bit before that, she released her EP, Push. So in this interview, we talk about both that single as well as that EP, and just all the other stuff she has planned now uh, moving forward, because she's at this really kind of cool point in her career uh, where things are starting to take off, and I see really, really big things for her. So it was a fun conversation to have, and here's my interview with Candy Kay. Can you tell me a little bit about your latest track, Plenty? Um, so I wanted to create a song that was dedicated to um, ambitious men. I don't feel like they get enough recognition. Um, obviously women as well, but this song was dedicated to all the men that have real jobs, um, work in the streets, um, that are entrepreneurs, whatever it is, basically like I support it. I support male go-getters and all go-getters. And it's just saying that like, I have a lot of male influences and ambitious men around me and, um, whatever I need from like men, basically like in regards to support in regards to, um, yeah, just support and love and, like, whatever it is, like, I got that male support, basically. Like, I have plenty of dudes around me. I have plenty of um, street love around me. I got all of that. So, yeah. That's an interesting concept. Uh, how did you come up with that, I guess? Honestly, I was I heard the beat, and I was just, like, I created a melody to it, like, freestyling, and then the na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na came in my head and I was like what could, what could work with those lyrics I mean with that melody and um, for some reason that just popped in my head um, I kind of thought back to the Destiny's Child Soldier record I don't know if you remember that a little bit a little bit it's been a little while since I've listened to that I will admit yeah um, the hook goes I need a soldier that ain't scared to stand up for me um, only carry big things if you know what I mean so I kind of got the, the concept and idea from that um, and just kind of paying homage to you know I don't know if I could say this but like you know the D-boys scammers like whatever it is that you do in the streets like you know regardless like you're ambitious and I don't feel like any hustle um, or job should be should be knocked like that's just kind of where it came from yeah, just celebrating the overall idea of the ambition, the overall idea of going out there and supporting yourself. Exactly. And I thought, find that interesting that the melody came first, because one thing I, I noticed listening to this track was how much I loved that melody, how kind of infectious that is. So I find that kind of interesting that that was the first thing that really built this track. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, just, we just I kind of just freestyled that I've been working on this new method of writing and creating records and it usually starts with me just going in the studio playing a brand new beat that i've probably never heard before and then just kind of vibing to it mm -hmm. yeah because i could definitely tell on this song the, the different part it went very well from one part of the song like the verse to maybe the bridge of the chorus it just felt all very natural and had a very natural progression throughout it 
yeah, I've, I've been finding that that method of creating records is just the best method for me anyways. I feel like I create the best melodies that way. Um, I can hear what I've just laid down on the mic like right away. I'll like play that back and I can hear it. And I basically just do that a few times. I see what type of melodies come to my head and then I select a melody and then I write or I'll freestyle. Okay, and, this is, and this is, you said this is a new process? Yeah, it's a new process. I've had a lot of big artists tell me this. I've had The Game tell me this, Tori Lanez, um, Florida. I've had a lot of different artists, Ball Greasy, like, tell me to do it, and I couldn't do it. Like, before I was just, I felt uncomfortable doing that. I felt stupid hearing, like, everyone hearing what I'm mumbling, and it's not making sense to them, you know, but, but it's an idea in my head. So finally I started getting comfortable with the idea of being uncomfortable in that sense and not really caring what people thought about the process and just telling them to wait just be like listen like just wait till I'm finished my humming and dumbing and let me do that and then once you hear the melody let me know if you like it because then I put words to it and once people started to see my process like strangers and people that I currently work with are like oh this is I like how you do that and I'm like yeah I've had bigger people people of a higher caliber tell me to do it and I've just been stubborn to it but finally it's been working out now I created this song called Plenty <laughs> <laughs> yeah it sounds awesome um, and you know speaking mentioned they're getting kind of comfortable with this kind of process well your last EP was Push um, and on that EP it's one, it was one of your first really big forays into hip hop so I guess you know, only, there was only a couple tracks and now this is Plenty your next track how has that process been? I mean, you, I know you were a singer. Didn't you sing for a little while? But now you're getting more into rapping, right? So I've always been a rapper. Um, this I, I don't classify myself as a singer. I can sing. Um, but I, I'm just careful when I use that term because I'm a rapper. I sing and I song, right? I feel like the term singer is so sensitive because I'm not a Whitney Houston. I'm not a Mariah Carey. Um, I'm not an Alicia Keys. Um, but I can sing. So with that being said, I've always been able to hold a note or two and create R&B records, but my strongest aspect was always rapping. Um, so with that being said, the influence of Push came from like real rap. It came from me trying to show my my um, diversity and, um, and versatility on one project. So whether it was real rap with <clears throat> real lyrical content and storytelling or it was just a fun me just talking that talk or me making a club record or me making a love record or R&B record. Like I wanted to combine all my styles of rap and a little bit of R&B on that and basically give the people a chance to decide what they like best. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Like kind of throw a little bit of everything into there and see what exactly is the best form for you. Exactly. Um, and then from that, um, I had managed to build a few relationships one of them including my producer Yanni now I now work with him and he kind of opened up my mind to the idea of creating more records with a bounce records that are more now versus like the old school like rap that you can't really bob to but you kind of just listen to um so that's yeah that's how the, the record plenty came about was us sitting down, me flying to LA, us sitting down, you know, discussing what we want to achieve and um, creating a goal and just kind of playing around in the studio and seeing what, what comes. 
from these new this new production and this new um this new method of cre- creating records and yeah plenty plenty just kind of came about shout out to yanni and shout out to um notch for the writing and shout out to gary we created a millie beats we created like a really dope record Mm-hmm. And um, there's so many more records that are very similar to Plenty that I think are just going to be out of here. Gotcha. So is that like what you're current? So you're, you mentioned how you're now you're now going more towards this kind of current sound. Is that what you've been working on re- recently? Records more like Plenty. Uh, similar, definitely similar. Um, in regards to the bounce, like you you can actually bob your head and move to that record. So I definitely want to make more feel good records and records that people can feel and and, and vibe to. I want to create an atmosphere with my records. That's the goal, so. Yeah, certainly. And you talked about, you know, combining these different kind of styles of rap, these different kind of styles of music into your own music. I've read that you spent time living in Miami. You're in Toronto right now, uh, New York, New Jersey. So how do all those different places, I guess, contribute to you and influence you musically? Oh, man. So I started off in New York well, that, that was, I can't even speak. Um, I got my first opportunity there um, to meet with Jeff Robinson, who is was Alicia Keys' former manager. He helped her do the whole the, her first project. I keep on falling in love. Like that was her manager. So, anyways, he hit me up from YouTube. I flew out there, and that was my first opportunity with with rap, like with music in general, and having someone kind of have someone sit down and coach me with here's how you're supposed to write your music here's how your delivery should be x y or z here's how you properly create a record whereas i just kind of made music i didn't know that there was actually like a method to the madness or a formula or a strategy or um that my my voice should even be like um delivered a certain way like i didn't know all of the importance of all of that so I learned a lot from that opportunity. I obviously was not ready because I was an amateur and I went back to Toronto and I took everything I learned, including the accents from New York and intertwining it with my rap moving forward. I also learned the importance of bars and similes and uh, metaphors and just how to play around with wordplay and, and slide in and out of pocket when I rap. Then when I moved to Miami, with my opportunity over there, um, I got a record deal with Flowrider, and uh, I sat down with so many different artists from, I, I can't even name all of them, Ball Greasy to Red Cafe to Fat Joe to Jeremiah. Like, I sat down with a lot of artists and had their input on my music as well, Ace Hood. And I just started intertwining again the Miami slang because that was something that they would say like you're too proper like coming from Canada our slang is very different than Americans so I was learning new slang out there and not so much I would say an accent but more so just the the, the newest slang that I've never heard before um, and I was putting that into my music then I was learning how to diversify my, my music, creating pop music, creating rap music, club bangers, which is something I've also never done before. Um, and just different subject matters as well. And then coming back to Toronto, I kind of mixed New York, Miami, and the Toronto sound all together and was in the works of creating my own sound. But it was very difficult to combine all three and 
market myself the right way. So going to LA now, um, that's kind of where I finally got a bit of bounce. And I feel like no matter what, when you go to Cali, especially, um, you'll always get that bounce somewhere in LA. Like no matter, no matter where you are in California, like everyone knows that hip hop in California has a bounce to it. So, I feel like it was only right that I finally learned how to step out of my element, you know, find a melody when creating and a bounce and then writing words to it. And I feel like that was like the missing piece to everything that I've been missing with my rap and with my music in general. So now you got a melting pot. Yeah, I mean, there's certainly like where you just explain all these different uh, kind of different things. And it, when you listen to Push, you can kind of hear the different, now that you mention them, you can hear the different influences pop up on this track or that track. And it all starts to kind of to kind of make sense uh, throughout your music. Um, taking all, So since you took all of that from Miami, New York, Toronto, um, now out in L.A., how, how long has it kind of been? How, how long have you been working on melding all of these sounds together? Um, I would say for about eight years now, because um, I've been making music since I was 14, 15. I'm 28 now, and I first went to New York when I was 19. So I would say since I was about 19, so about eight to nine, nine years, I've been, like, mixing the pot, but I would say only the past five years I've been really serious about the music because on a separate, like, aside from music, it takes, you got to take time for yourself to figure out you and you as an artist and the direction you want to go. It's easy to not learn from past experiences and um, things people try to teach you. So you really have to sit down, take time for yourself, and, like, figure out a direction you want to go, how you want to sound, and if it if the music thing is really like a serious career that you want to make of it so i think literally the past five to six years i've been taking it very seriously mm-hmm. and working on creating that melting pot mm-hmm. exactly and i think that's that's so cool to hear because a lot of people view music as this thing that's almost like this this overnight success with artists and you realize and you listen to these artists talk and realize no it's not there's a lot more years a lot more training that kind of goes involved not just making one hit song and you're all of a sudden huge there's there's some time it takes. Absolutely. I mean, not not for everybody. Some people are, you know, overnight successes. But the average artist, it takes a good ten plus years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one artist I remember interviewing uh, Rhapsody when she released her last project, Layla's Wisdom, and she was telling me that Ninth Wonder came to her and told her it would take nine to ten years for her to become like her full potential, her full potential as an artist. And Layla's Wisdom dropped on, like, the 10th anniversary, like, the 10 years exactly, wow. to when he told her that. And it was, you know, Grammy-nominated and everything. So there's that 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 decade-long commitment that it has to take to really be, make lasting music. And, and that's what I'm saying. Like, for me, I think it's been about six years that I've been taking it seriously. But, like, mind you, when I was 19, I was in university as well. I lived on my own. I had three or four jobs. So it was very hard to balance music when also trying to keep a relationship with my family because my family is very old school and my mom and my grandmother are very old school and they believe in finishing school before you try to do anything else so i just wanted to at least get that out the way to say i did it and let me do what i want to do at this point Mm -hmm. so that that got in the way of me chasing my dreams from like super young right i couldn't 
I, it was very hard to focus on music while still remaining good grades, maintaining good grades in school and also working like three, four jobs. Yeah, it sounds that sounds incredibly. T- I mean, it sounds incredibly tough to maintain maintain all of that as well as try to ha- make this music on the side when you have everything else going on in your life. Exactly. Um, so you mentioned. I want to backtrack a little bit. You mentioned you know you were signed with Flo Rida, and I've read that you went around the world and performed with him. Is that right? Yeah. Yes. What was one of your favorite memories? What was one of your favorite stories? I guess uh, when you were going around and performing at all these different places across the globe. Um, I would say learning how to control a crowd, like having a crowd being able to repeat after you, sing your lyrics, um, move, smile, want to take pictures with you after. Just the fan love in general, even though the stage wasn't mine, but I was an appearance on the stage or a feature on the stage. Um, it was just a very overwhelming and unforgettable experience to have 3,000, 10,000, 15,000, 20,000 people dance to you singing your lyrics and want to take pictures with you after because they loved your music that much. Or getting so overwhelmed. Like, I had one, I think another, like, really good experience was a guy had this souped up donk like an old school I think it was an old school Cadillac and it was like it was like all painted all gold it, like it was decked out like it looked like he put a lot of money into the car and he asked me to sign it and I was like are you sure like this is a permanent marker you want me to sign it he's like yes you are like amazing and nobody else had signed the car except for me and Florida wow so I thought I thought that was pretty cool for someone to sign your car like you put a lot of money into that so it was that was a really cool experience too um and i think just traveling in general seeing like the different different cultures all over the world all over america canada the different states how people live different um different rules laws but mainly just the fan love was the best thing with traveling and touring and going to different cities Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you're so right about also. I mean, that that whole story about the car—that's absolutely crazy. I mean, I could, if I had a car like that, I, I don't know how I would, you know, that that'd be insane to have that privilege to like sign something like that. But yeah, you're right. But just going around the going around the world, seeing how other people live, um, it, it just kind of opens your eyes. Yes, absolutely. So you have this single out, plenty. It's your latest single. You've been working on other stuff that sounds like it. You had your Push EP last year. You're, you're really releasing a lot more music recently. What's next for you? Well, I want to drop a couple more singles. Um, I'm not going to say that they're going to sound just like Plenty, but it is about the same sort of bounce and vibe to it. Um, but I have a lot of new content that I feel like it's going to shock people because, like you said, my, my album Push or my EP Push is very different from the single I just dropped. So the new music that I'm about to drop is very different from Plenty and very, very different from Push. So I feel like once people start to see the new sound I'm creating, they're going to be, they're going to definitely gravitate towards it Um, because it's more current sounding and you can hear my progress and my growth. So after these next couple singles, I definitely want to drop another EP or two by 2020. 
A big thank you to Candy for coming onto the podcast. And remember, go down into the show notes. There, you'll find a link to her single Plenty, as well as her other music, and a link to go follow her on social media. And with that, that'll wrap it up for this episode of the Anything Goes with Jackson Neal podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Remember, subscribe and rate the podcast on your favorite platforms because there's new episodes every Tuesday and Thursday you don't want to miss out. And for more episodes, go down into the show notes, visit the link to jacksonnealpodcast.com. That's where I put the episodes to all of the podcasts I publish, this one as well as my sports and music discussion ones. New episodes of the music ones starting on Sundays with sports coming on Monday, Wednesday, and Fridays. Now, if you're a really big fan of the show, and some of you are, I know, Head over to Patreon and become a subscriber. There, for just a couple dollars a month, you can get access to cool bonus content, including from this very interview where I talked with Candy about the music she's listening to right now, the Toronto Raptors, because she is from Toronto, and a whole lot of other stuff. So make sure to go down to the link in the show notes to check out the Patreon page. I write, record, produce these podcasts myself as a full-time college student, so any little bit of support really, really does go a long way. Now, if you want to stay up to date on everything I'm doing, all the podcasts I publish, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at JacksonNeal20. Today's music is by Analog by Nature with their song CDK Sunday. Thanks again for listening. I'll see you all next time.